1: Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today
0: perfect get on over to YouTube, and I think we've actually now we've even got the uh, The three screen figured out. He has got sunglasses because he is laid back. He is in Vegas And he is ready to take on the world. Yeah, he is. I know exactly how the rest of his day is going to play out. He's going to talk to us for an hour. Then he's going to go over to the 49ers facility. And he is going to talk to the 49ers. And then, then when night falls, he's going to go to his room and study fifth rounders in the draft. That's right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's none other than Larry Kruger live in Las Vegas, Nevada. How hungover are you, buddy?
1: <laughs> Feeling good, actually. Got a nice, uh, nice opening night dinner. A little, uh, little, little uh, country ribeye, and had a couple, couple uh, vodka greyhounds and a couple glasses of wine. Feeling pretty good. Oh Just yeah. Kind of easing into it. I love it. And you're not driving
2: right now, right? You're you're the passenger in this vehicle that I currently am seeing moving.
1: That is correct. Okay, good. I have a driver. Wow. Uh, the channel's doing very well.
0: Um, <laughs> man, I mean, is this an Uber or like, what? what is happening out there?
1: I mean, I mean, seriously, this is even better than an Uber. This, this is a true driver. I mean, a person who's, you know, got their own directions, independent of this, this phone, which is being dedicated More to the broadcast. Okay.
0: Are you being taken out to Lake Las Vegas right now? What's happening?
1: Yes. I'm being carted out to Lake Las Vegas. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's what I figured. So, yeah, Larry Kruger with us. And, by the way, this is the super special live stream. So, uh, make sure you're with us. Odyssey app, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, all of that available uninterrupted, commercial-free, all the way from now until 6 o'clock. There will be Warrior basketball. But we'll take you up the whole way talking 49er football. Um, So, Larry, how would you kind of look at the week that's been for the the 49ers? I've talked about how the Chiefs have been real quiet. And the Niners have practice field controversies. They've got fire alarms in the hotel. They've got Kyle Shanahan uh, apparently drinking with you before media availability. There, there, there's a lot going on. is this all just stuff or or is there maybe maybe kind of something to it?
1: Well I don't, what would there be to it I mean <laughs> you know, that's the, I, I, I would just say that uh, you know all of those things I mean you know I don't, I don't, I don't want to say they won't have any impact on the game but I think the 49ers have this kind of like hey you know what we've been disrespected. Um, you know, the alarm thing lasted for twenty eight minutes. Their field is not nearly in as good a shape. And you know Shanahan's gonna try to use that some, some some kind of a psychological edge to get every incremental edge they can get. That's what football coaches tend to do. So uh, we'll see if they use it to their to their uh, you know to their advantage. You know it's a really good opponent on a fast surface coming off two games where they're not they didn't really play that well. Ah, uh, the Chiefs are kind of rolling with uh, a kind of an unimpressive group of weapons, but um, but like good weapons, but like really just they've been doing a lot of the quick game, a lot of the really you know underneath stuff, nothing crazy. And now we're just going to find out can Steve Wilkes' defense defend that and get Mahomes to have to really drop drop into the pocket and then Bosa. And maybe Chase Young can win against their tackles. But first, got to stop a Chaco. First, got to stop the quick game. And they brought it to the Ravens last week, and Baltimore couldn't stop it.
2: Wouldn't you say that Baltimore largely stopped themselves by only rushing it eight times and abandoning the one area where you can gash the Chiefs? And they gave it up, for the most
1: part, early in that game. Yeah, I think, I think. well, I mean, Kansas City has scored on eight first offensive possessions, so they, they put a little pressure on you for sure. And then, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand the game plan all day from Todd Munkin. I mean, you are the number one rushing offense in football, and you gave your running back, Gus Edwards, three carries, and I think he had like 13 yards a carry, and he only got three carries. You know, how do you do that? So, I mean... I think that they badly misinterpreted what their plan should be. And I think the 49ers ought to run the ball as much as they possibly can against Kansas City.
0: Larry, how'd you take – sorry, it's live stream. I'm eating. Um, <laughs> no joke. I'm having a cheeseburger. Anyway, how'd you take Chris Jones's comments? We both thought that it was kind of um, not trolling, but w- when he says that this is the biggest test that the Chiefs have faced – and the best offense he's ever seen. How how did that grab you?
1: I mean, they're just trying to throw bouquets at the Niners. I mean, I think deep down they feel like they've got the Niners number. I mean, I felt like Mahomes might have been trolling, you know, the Niners when he was asked about them earlier in the week, and he's like, you know, they go really hard on every play, you know, I mean, especially on the heels of the Chase Young thing last week. So, I don't know, there's a – I think Kansas City, deep down, if you're asking me how do I really think they feel, I think they feel like they've got the upper hand. Um, They know they've got the formula. Mahomes has never lost to the Niners. And I think they're going to bring a ton of rhythm and confidence into the game.
2: So how do the Niners upset that rhythm, especially when it comes to the Mahomes offense? And I'm fascinated by just how Steve Wilkes will approach it. We know they don't like to blitz a lot. Do you feel good about your base four getting to Mahomes, and if you do how do you defend behind it because we've seen travis kelsey be maybe the best zone beater in football and the niners do like to play a lot of zone so if you only rush four as a 49er defense how do you go about trying to take kelsey out without manning him up or at least trying to double team him
1: well i mean there's going to be different situations within the game of course based on down and distance but i mean I think overall, the Niners feel good about their individual matchup on Kelsey, uh, whether it be Warner. I mean, Warner seems like he's, you know, just maybe made to defend Kelsey. But the Niners are probably going to have to give Mahomes and this offense some different looks. And I'm sure it'll be a mix. I mean, do they go five-man front, bare front, try to stop Pacheco? I mean, that's a big one. To me, though, it really starts with the two things. It's got to stop Pacheco in the A-gaps because they like to run behind Creed Humphrey right up the middle. And then if you if you can somehow stop Mahomes on third down conversions, he's really dangerous as a third down runner. I mean, he converts third down. So that's what they're doing. They're really conservative. I guess Baltimore, they drew, you started 11 for 11, and they were all within three to five yards of the line of scrimmage. So, you got to tug up on their short game and really play, challenge them at the line of scrimmage, take away Pacheco, and then force them into some pass rushing downs. And then Bosa, Chase Young win against their tackles. But it's like two things have to happen before you even get to Bosa.
0: Larry, let's back up for a second. What the hell's going on with the defense? Like, let's be real here. It's been five straight weeks that their DVOA is literally below NFL average. Not just below themselves and their norm, below average. What is going on? What do you see? How do you fix it?
1: Okay. Well, you know, some things are fixable, some things aren't, and it's like, you know, you got you at this point, there's not a lot of personnel changes they can make. You know, they've lost uh, Cleveland Farrell. I know that sounds crazy to bring that up, but uh, a team that has Hargrave and other big-name guys. But Cleveland Farrell played really hard with really good anchor against the run. Just in the last year, look at all the good run defenders they've lost. From Jimmy Ward to to Aziz Shair to Emmanuel Mosley to Samson Ebenkamp to Charles Amenahieu. They've lost a lot of the edge teeth this defense has had. Now, they've gotten away with it all year because of two reasons. Greenlaw and Warner are spectacular. And um, – Other than that, um, their offense has gotten in a lot of situations. That's taken the run game away from the opponent starting in week one with the Steelers where they got up early and then teams just stopped running. So I think they've never, you know, I asked Shanahan about this Mark in coming out of camp, they got gashed in the preseason against the run. They lost a lot of quality run defenders and that's it. Now, in this game, Jair Brown is playing safety, and he's really, I think, a force against the run. And you know, after being called out, Chase Young's motor is going to be revving hard. So, to me, I think those are two really key guys for the 49ers. I get a feeling I know what the rest of the guys are going to do. But if you could tell me that those two guys are going to show up, I think the Niners have a chance of a have a good day.
2: And how do you get Chase Young to just rev up the motor? Aren't you... Like surprised that this is even a thing considering the gravity of the conference championship game, and yet you see him on multiple plays kind of jogging and lollygagging after the ball carrier?
1: Well, I mean, Dibs, I mean, you know, it's all there and he had to face up. I mean, the the Niners are very serious about it. Um, You know, Lynch said, I'd be shocked if we see that again. Will, um, you know, said he was embarrassed and was obviously disgusted. So, you know, there, I, I'm, to me, it's one of the most interesting subplots in the whole game. Dibs is like we know Chase Young's high-end performance ability is pretty special, but he doesn't. He hasn't played to that level with the Niners, and probably wasn't playing to that level this year with with the Commanders. But if he can just have one game, because I mean, there's so much money on the table for this guy. If he has a big game here, it'll all be forgotten. This is a big-money game, and is he a big-money guy? We're going to find out. I mean, he's he's talented, and, but, you know, they talked about character issues at Washington. I think a lot of people thought they were talking about off-field character, but it's now I think it's really not off-field character. It's on-field character. It's like, does he play hard all the time, or does he pace himself? He may not fit their culture long-term, but in this game, he's been called out. He's been embarrassed. I'd be shocked if he doesn't really get it revved up.
0: Uh, It's the Willard and Dibs special party here, live stream, uh, YouTube, Twitch, Odyssey app. And one of the reasons that I'm going to say this next is because YouTube is one of the major uh, platforms we're on right now. Thank you, Larry. That's a little bit better. Like, I, I thought you weren't driving. Are your hands free?
1: My hands are free. Okay, if your hands are sure free,
0: you- then why do we get a vertical look up your nose with your camera while we're trying to to, to look at your beautiful face and listen to what you're having to say?
1: Not a no, kid. See?
0: Isn't that better? Look uh, at you. You're a handsome man.
1: Well, I, I wanted you to see the inside of my nostrils to know that they're, you know, filled. filled. That's uh, gross.
0: That's super gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. You're in Vegas. You're not the first, but anyway. Um, all right, Larry. Stream show. Shouldn't the Niners be able to run the hell out of the ball, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Kansas is deep defense 17th against the run, but then when you look into some of the some of the you know the two, what they do against two backs, what they do against two backs, the early downs. Yeah, I think there's a chance that. The Niners could run McCaffrey and have a ton of success running it. So, yeah, I think if, that, if the 49ers, um, I would love to see a 60 40 run pass split that keeps Mahomes on the sidelines and puts the game on Devo and McCaffrey.
2: And you think maybe use check as well. You talked about two running backs on early downs. That speaks to me about a lot of 21 personnel, maybe even 22 when you bring in the second tight end to go with the two running backs in the backfield. Can they bully this team on the ground, thereby keeping Mahomes off the field?
1: I mean, I I don't know if you can... You're not going to run around them because Willie Bolton or Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are two of the fastest linebackers, and if Gay's going to go, I mean, he's sub four or five. You're not going to run around them. You're going to have to run through them. Because the Niners are, you know, you guys know it. They're a run-through team. Um, They don't run around you or by you. I mean, Tebow sometimes will get an angle and he'll take off. But they like to just kind of run run you down, run you over. So I would love to see a, a run game that was diverse that gave Mason some runs, that gave Mitchell some runs, that gave McCaffrey some runs. That gave Devo some runs. I'd like to see a run-heavy scheme because the numbers show um, if you can run it on Kansas City, I think you can beat them. The Raiders beat them earlier this year. They ran for like 150, almost 160 in that game. That was, that's the recipe.
0: Larry Krueger with us here. Willard and Dibbs live stream, YouTube, Twitch, and the Odyssey app. Larry, forget the breakdown for a second. I just want to explore – uh, what, what you think, because when they were about to play the Packers, you thought it was going to be a really close game. You were right. You felt a little better about the Lions game, but you weren't peacocking. Compare your feelings about those two games to this one.
1: Well, I mean, the first game, that that the big factor there I thought was going to be the rust. Because, I mean, you, your defense was going to be a rest game. But you were going up against Jordan Love, who was super hot, and then your offense had played live ball for three weeks. I think that's where it hurts here. And sure enough, you know, we, the offense started a little slow. Rock with Dredd really uncomfortable. They got it going. Um, this time around, I just see, you know, a very good Kansas City team, you know, uh, starts with Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid is not going to do what, you know, Dan Campbell did. He's, he's going to manage the game smarter. So that's one. And then you have Mahomes, and you're not going to speed up Mahomes. And he's such a, he's got so much confidence playing the Niners, and he's got so many different ways he feels like he can win. But um, to me, it's first and second down. If you can stuff Pacheco and take away their, you know, they're going to try to just really conservatively go quick game on you. If you can take that away, get them into third and long, I think you got a shot. But it's a this Kansas City team is going to be good. I mean, they they don't take a lot of chances offensively. They're a, they're only giving up seven points a game in the second half. So they're just trying to do anything in their power to get a little bit of a lead, shorten the game, and turn it over their to their defense. You mentioned the quick game outside of Travis Kel-
2: Kelsey for Kansas City. Who should the Niners be concerned about in that quick passing game?
1: I mean, Jared McKinnon is the name that's really intriguing because McKinnon obviously killed the Niners in the game in 2022, and he's one of the best you know guys to throw to in the flat. Now, he's just coming back. I don't know what, how much run he will get. Um, but there's no question that Pacheco is high energy. Uh, they can use McCole Hardman, and they did on all that short stuff in the in the red zone. He's very fast, very difficult cover. So I mean, they have. There's no doubt. Kansas City has a bevy of options that they could use in this game. Noah Gray is a tight end they liked. They gone. They went three tight ends against Buffalo a ton, and they just pounded the run and did some play action off of that.
0: Larry, as you're heading out to Lake Las Vegas to uh, to talk to the Niners, what are your goals? Yeah. Who who do you want to talk
1: to, and what do you want to ask? I want to talk to Steve Wilkes, and yep. I'd like to say I'd like to say, Steve, you know, I watched the Raven film, and they have an incredibly hard to stop short game where they they're so unambitious with what they're trying to do that it's just like, they, you know what I mean? When somebody's got the ability to go up top, but they just throw three-yard passes to Kelsey, I mean, they're just moving the chains. Kansas City's very patient early in the game. How do you take away their short game or take away Pacheco? shakeout? Because if you don't, you they may not even take too many chances of going downfield. And, like, the idea that you're going to get, you know, Bosa and this big pass rush on Mahomes – If they play the Niners the way they play the Ravens, it's going to be very difficult to uh, sack Mahomes. Larry,
0: Dibbs brought this up. Do you think that Steve Wilkes is safe no matter what? Do you think there was discord between him and Kyle Shanahan this year? I don't know if I would go
1: as far as saying, there's, there's no evidence of discord. There's no evidence of discord. I mean, The one thing about Kyle is uh, whether it be talking to you guys or me or the players or um, the coaches, he's direct and real and honest and he shoots straight. And then it's just like, you know, it doesn't doesn't mean you're going to hear what you want to hear, right? And I mean that that zero blitz at the end of this first half against the Vikings was a no brainer, and it's like, sorry that. You know, you have to get called out on that, but, you know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. So, and, and all these coaches kind of know the score. So, you know, I covered this earlier this year with Chris Forster and Wilkes himself. I mean, they know what they signed up for, you know? And it's, did you get it done? Yes or no? Lots of criticism. Nobody's above it, you know? So he's a big boy, but I don't think there was any real bad blood between him and Shanahan. But as far as is he here long-term, you know, Mark, it's interesting. His career says there's no way he's here long-term because he's been in, like, 18 different spots in the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he's probably, probably moving on. But um, my guess is I could see him back here next year.
2: Yeah, it really kind of depends on what happens over the next 60 minutes of football. And it seems to me, Larry, that yeah. Steve yeah, Steve Wilkes has done a lot this year in terms of playing zone And that bend but don't break, a little bit of soft coverage. And that may not work against a Kansas City team that's trying to quick hit you. Do you see them changing up and going to more man-to-man and trying to to maybe press Kansas City inside that five-yard area?
1: Well, if they're watching the Ravens film, unless they... You know... Uh Uh-oh. Kansas City's patient enough to do exactly that. We're back. So, I, to me, uh, and that's why I'm going to ask him the question, you know, because I, you're right. It kind of goes against tendency. They usually kind of let the game kind of settle in and then kind of bow up in the red zone, make a play, get a turnover. They got 22 picks. Um, but in this game, I, say, I don't know that Kansas City can take off chance. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Yeah, I I speak, Larry. He said, I I don't know if Mahomes is going to take a lot of chances. So I don't know if you want to necessarily lay back. And Larry is right. And you saw it against Detroit where they were playing 8 to 10 yards off early in that game. And then after my Instagram video that they undoubtedly saw, Mark, they, they started rallying up and you know, blitzing the run as much as they were blitzing in the past game.
0: They asked Jed York what happened at halftime and he goes, So Dib says yeah. we should do something different than lose by seventeen. Well and
2: I told him exactly and what they to did. do. Yeah. And, you know, they followed the blueprint perfectly, Larry. They started they started blitzing the run and devoting more bodies to the line of scrimmage. And I hope they make that adjustment earlier than halftime here on Sunday. Larry,
0: you okay? Yeah. Okay. No, no, it sounded like you were heading out to where the bodies are buried,
2: in Lake Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: we are headed out to Lake Las Vegas. Good oh, so Lord, bro. Forgive me if uh, uh, you know it's, it's a little on the drier side out here.
2: Yeah, I bet. Huh? I bet. Um, but What's their a- schedule today, Larry? Are they practicing now, or uh, like what are they up to out there at the
1: lake? Paddle well, boats. It's funny, you should, they, <laughs> today was the big. Pr- Today really is the biggest day, guys, of the whole week because this is the week, this is the day that the players, you know, are going to go full speed on the turf. And I would imagine they're wrapping up their practice probably right about now. There'll be a media session coming up here, uh, within an hour, I think at four o'clock. But, um, you know, today's what we get out of today will be the biggest news of Super Bowl week. Why? Because this is the first time the Niners were really cut loose on this practice field. And um, so think good thoughts. You know, I mean, they, 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 they're privately very disgusted by it publicly. Be faced on it. So it's not the, probably because they got scolded by the league for, you know, for, for, uh, you know, being unhappy with the surface, whatever. But from what I've heard, it is a debatable surface and whatever. But they don't want it to be a whole theme, they're not talking about it, and um, you know, I mean, it's—I I think that's—that's that's been the, the the big one today. We'll find out exactly how they came out of their biggest practice of the of the week. Kyle said the game plan went in Thursday, and then they fine tuned it earlier in the week, so they get a pretty good idea at this point what they're doing. And now it's just about walkthroughs and mental reps and getting making sure everybody's on the exact same page on
0: every single possible option. Um, Yeah, fingers crossed that nobody gets hurt out on that turf because, man, that's going to be a game-changer of that story. So hopefully everything is done today. And then, as you said, it's kind of slow speed to the game after that. Larry, can we go back to something you said earlier when you were like, look, you guarantee that Chase Young is going to give a different effort after getting publicly called out and embarrassed. Here's my pushback on that if you don't know in a free agent year to be at full effort when trailing in the nfc championship game how are words going to change that for the super bowl
1: i mean it's a great question mark i mean i i would say the big thing is just everybody's about just like anything else man i mean you know, none of us are perfect, and we all get called out, right? Hey, you know what? Life calls us out, or boss calls us out. Somebody calls you out. You either get better or you get worse, right? You either bounce back and and you show what you got, or you fade away. And um, we're going to find out a lot about Chase because the spotlight's on him. I mean, it, his effort or lack thereof in the NXT Championship game a theme. And because this is the magnitude of this game, people will be a lot of eyeballs on him. He can both make himself a lot of money, and he can also, you know, lose a lot of money. I mean, nobody's got more on the line in this one. He called himself out, and he's, he's said the right things. Now he's got to go play. So I think he could be primed for an all-timer. I can't, I, I can't wait to see what kind of game he has.
2: Willard and Dibs and Larry Kruger's left ear here. That's on right. the uh, Superstream wow. show here on uh, ninety five yeah. seventy Game yeah. YouTube and Twitch pages. And I I gotta say, Larry, I've always favored your left ear over what? your right ear. I think your right ear is overrated. Yeah,
0: what's happening? Your head is large. Why are you having a hard time finding it on the phone?
1: You know, I, I you know, it's like one of those things where I'd say like I start talking and I'm looking in the car and yeah, you know, it's, it's just some coordination involved here, fellas.
2: Yeah, it's a coordination sensation is what it is. And uh, you hang in there. Your driver's doing a good. Life. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter They're days bright. ahead. <laughs> I've, got, I,
1: I've got the great Kev Kruger driving here.
0: We noticed. We saw the side of his head one of the times that you missed your yeah. head, and it shot to the right, and we saw him. What up, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Like, drive safe, brother. Yeah. You keep doing your thing. Your dad doesn't yeah. trust you. That's why the camera keeps flying off of him
1: over to you. Yeah, seriously, I'm nervous. I'm a little yeah. nervous. You know, I'm thinking, you know, is he on the rental agreement? You know, and then I'm like, good I'm point. I'm thinking about it. That's yeah. a good
0: question. Boy, that's oh, wait, a great question. Wait, yeah, how old is Kev? How old?
1: He's nine. Okay, thank LD? you. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, then, then that's, yeah, then he's not on it. That's illegal.
1: Yeah, it's his birthday. today's his ninth birthday. No, he's twenty two. He's twenty two. You yeah. have
0: to be twenty five. We all know that. This is no, just, just to rent it. This you could is,
1: be on
2: the agreement this as is long illegal. as you're a licensed driver. No,
0: you know how this works. You're allowed to vote, then you're allowed to drink, then you're allowed to rent a car. Yeah. That's how it works in America.
1: Yeah, but I just I just can't remember which box I checked. You know, did I say <laughs> yeah. anything? Yeah. Forget. Do you, you get the extra okay. insurance? No chance. Did I, did I ask for the extra? Yeah. Did I? Did I you know, these little details. that yeah. Get me every time.
2: And always gas up on your own. Don't let them gas you up. Great point. They're going to get you. Yeah, they they're going to get you for eight <laughs> forty nine a gallon. So uh, that's a veteran move, Dave. Yeah. Veteran move. Right well, especially there. out of Lake Las Vegas, Gash which is you know quite a distance Just remember, from. Uh, kids, yeah. If you're you know if you're renting a car, kids,
1: gas yourself up. Always
0: and take pictures. Take pictures because, yeah, went to Kauai last year. Dude, I got a story, too. And they're still sending me emails saying I owe them $350 for some scratch on the car that I absolutely had nothing to do with it. And they're like, do you have pictures to prove that you didn't? I'm like, do you have pictures to prove that I did? Mm. What are we doing here? Take video of the whole car. But don't let Larry do it because he'll miss and take a shot (laughs) of the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, supposed to laugh at that, Larry. That was funny. That was funny. Well,
2: I've been going back and forth. I was pretty confident uh, last week, but as as we've gotten into it, and it's not just the fact that the public is all falling over themselves to back the Chiefs. You talk to football experts, and you start to think about how this game could go, and I feel like this one is a uh, it's a coin toss. And I was given, I gave Mark this hypothetical earlier in the week, and I'll give it to you too, Larry. Let's say. You're down but would you rather be down four with the ball with three minutes to go and one timeout at your own twenty or up four Mahomes has the ball, three minutes to go, one time out at his own twenty.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, down four. <laughs> would you really? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Mahomes. Holmes gets you typically, you know, finishes pretty pretty strong. Yeah, but that's the same boat. Larry. Like such
0: a PTSD pick.
1: You know the analytics of that is to take the lead. No, I know, but I mean, you're asking me what do I mean, what do I feel is more successful with this team? I'll take my chances with Brock Purdy. The Niners are scoring thirty a game. Channing is a phenomenal play caller, they got the greatest collection of weapons. This is where their team is defined. I mean, if why are you gonna Why are you gonna have all these great offensive weapons if you're not gonna use them at crunch time? So I lean on McCa- I lean on the three guys that have been the best all year: Debo, IU, and CMC.
0: Um. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I mean, it's just a flat out like it's a percentage play. It's a percentage play. You have a better shot of winning that game if you've got the lead. Like the other team needs a touchdown. I know Mahomes is good, but later the, the Niners scored 120 more points than this team did this year, 120 points more than the Chiefs. Like, I know they've got Mahomes. There's no question who's got the better offense in this game. It's not even close.
1: Well, I mean, have you seen Kansas City's offense all year? I mean, they struggled at times. I mean, they, I, mean I love Mahomes. But Mahomes, you know, Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. They're on an unbelievable connection with each other. So it's just a, you know, they're they've got some they've got some nice weapons, but they're you know their tackles. They don't trust their tackles. They don't pass block well. Um, you know, Mahomes has had 14 interceptions. So I mean, they've there's been a lot of there's been a little bit of a struggle.
0: What do you think? You're asking for our prediction. What do you what, get, come on? What do you think?
1: What well, do I think? I think can you guys hear me? We can hear, hear you. 3120. Oh, yeah. 3120. I like I like the 49ers 3120. The Niners score about 30 a game and um and I think they'll be able to score their 30. And I think the 49ers are going to get a couple turnovers of Mahomes. And, uh, he, you know, he's he's due. He hasn't turned the ball over at all. But I think it really comes down to the the first basic question is, can they stop the quick game? Because that Kansas City is so conservative with what they're doing right now. They're not even trying to be impressive. It's just like they know they got a great team. They're just going to do as little as possible to take any risks. They're not going to turn it over. They're not going to throw the ball down the field. They're just gonna try to nickel and dime you and then I guess the Niners will try to run Pacheco because Pacheco the Niners have struggled to stop the run. And that'll be it right there. The Niners can stop that. Then I like Chase Young and Bosa and Gregory and the Niner D line pass rushing against this O line.
2: So in in run formations or in run situations rather, you'd expect it to be Chase Young opposite Nick Bosa in in the base package and not Randy Gregory. He'll be mainly in there for the uh the pass rush.
1: I I mean, I just trust Chase Young, you know, a little bit more to bounce back. It's like you got to I mean
2: Uh we're now in a parking garage. <laughs> Larry go, Kruger. he gone. Yeah. he gone. Uh, Might be tough. Right? Yeah, he, He's arriving he at his
0: final they'll destination. Him, yeah, they'll get him back. Yeah. They'll get him back. Larry's going to join us for a little while longer. I was confident I'd get him back last time. Yeah. Not no, so confident. Now I see him again. He's back. I He's outside the parking garage. He's still talking, but he does not realize that we can't hear him. And
2: Kevin Kruger is looking for a parking spot, yeah. which, uh, you know, it depends on how you approach it. Are you one of those guys to circle, circle, circle for the best possible spot? It's funny that you asked. Or will you, or will you just park, like, just park somewhere? And start walking. No, I, park and walk. Park, yes. Walk. I
0: can't stand when you see someone who stops in the middle of the aisle, puts the blinker oh, on. yeah. They're like, this person's leaving, and I'm going to save my – I'm getting that spot. And you're like, there's a spot three spots away. Right. Get out of your car, get some exercise. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? It's funny that you ask, because uh, Lovely Christy was actually in the city earlier today. And, and now got, she's in the chat. Yeah, she's in the chat. We got a pre-show – coffee together today that's so great and we circled around the neighborhood for literally we had maybe 40 minutes and we used 20 of the 40 minutes looking for a parking spot before we finally gave up and just went in one of the parking garages yeah then hustled over to grab a coffee and talk for 12 minutes and then leave
2: well, it's almost yeah. impossible in this city take to find a spot. Yeah. When yeah. it's there, exactly, you take the spot. That's
0: my uh, philosophy. We got Larry, C- back, yeah, Larry Kruger
2: back. Uh, what's your what's your parking situation, Larry? Are you now safely parked at or around
1: Lake Las Vegas? Yes, I am. It's a very quaint looking area. Uh, lots of lots of hills and mountains around. Very beautiful. Lots of earth tones. Uh, very nice place. We're on the rooftop we have arrived
2: just one question Larry about being out there where you are with a substandard field was there ever a discussion about the Niners getting today at the very least to practice on a field that is going to be a better facsimile for the field that they're going to play on on Sunday
1: well I'm sure there were internal discussions and they weighed all the pros and cons but There would have been a major negative PR hit for the league if the Niners abandoned the league's approved field and and accommodations for the Super Bowl. That would have been been a huge stink and a major power move. And I'm sure they considered all their options and then just said, you know what, we'll do the best we can do. They're not happy with it, but... I think it was not a decision that was – the league wasn't going to take that level of a PR hit. I just don't believe it. I mean, the Niners sure changed their tone after one day. Now, some of the talk, tips was that there was so much rain that maybe made it extra squishy and that it actually firmed up over the last couple days. Is that true? Is that just the new message? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I like extra squishy in many things, but uh, my turf is not one of them. (laughs) And All I right. was going to elaborate because we're on the that. stream, but... That's how you order your burgers? Y- always. Yeah. yeah.
0: A little uh, pre extra squishy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. I had a couple more references, but I'm going to go ahead and hold off, Stick Mark. with that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. This is our last live stream of the week. Yeah. Let's just, like, it's going well. Please don't bleep it up.
2: Yeah, I was going to make a reference to a sorority mixer in 91, oh. but I'm not going to say that. Okay. All right. Larry
0: Kruger's with us here live in Lake Las Vegas. His son is currently driving him out to his uh, uh, desert grave, um, and uh, we are uh, with Thank him. You. Yeah, we're with him along the way here on the live stream, YouTube, Twitch, the Odyssey app. Glad you are with us, Warrior Basketball on ninety five seven. The game shortly against the uh, Pacers. Hey, Larry, what's your thought on on this? I, I know we all think Brock Purdy is unflappable, built for the moment. All those little cliches. Uh, Patrick Mahomes does this every February. Brock Purdy is going into his first experience and is the most talked about player in the process. How does that affect the first
1: quarter, the nerves of this game? Well, it's a great. One, great question, Mark, and we are thinking alike on, because I on, did, Larry. I did to ask Purdy this question. This was my question last week about That's where he got it. It's it about starting fast. It's not true. You know, it's like. And he said, you know what? We play better when our backs are against the wall. We play better when we have that sense of urgency. And it's just a mindset. we got to find it early in the the game, in a game of this magnitude. So, you know, it's like he's already kind of thinking things through. He's a really mature player. I mean, it's anybody's guess how this is the ultimate stage, right? I mean, you just never know. But if you're asking me as a betting man, I would bet that, a guy like Purdy's gonna thrive in this stage. Um it's gonna be dry, it's gonna be a fast surface, um, you know, a fast defense, but he's got a really good deep really good offense. I, I think, you know, this in a game like this I think it benefits him. I think it really does. Because he plays does he plays more of a true brand of football when it comes to he's in timing and lockstep with his receivers and so he needs kind of more more of a controlled setting. I think you put him on turf uh, where guys can't slip and the ball's going to come out on time. You can get very, very precise, and I think he's going to have to be very, very precise to win this game.
2: Doesn't the fast track ultimately favor Kansas City, though, considering their wide receivers and what they can do from a speed standpoint?
1: Well, I mean, there's no question that um, it's going to benefit anybody who, you know, to me, it's about, like, the run after the catch, guys. I mean, I you still got to catch the ball. I mean, the, their problem this year, Dibs, is not that they don't have guys that can run. They got plenty of guys that can run. They don't catch the ball. They, their wide receivers dropped 25 passes this year. The Chiefs, as a team, dropped, like, 38 or 39 passes. So that's really more the concern is, like, can they catch the ball? But, yeah, they've got some big-time speed. There's no question that should also – and and when I think of – Know, who's going to be better on Kansas City on the, on the turf? It's Pacheco because he's just so uh, hyperactive in his movements and he's so energetic and he can make some amazing cuts. So to me, it all starts with Pacheco. You stop Pacheco, you stop that short game, and I think the Chiefs are beatable because I don't think they can make enough plays or not hold enough against Boso or not get sacked by the D- Niner DMs I think that's
0: the key to the game. You sound worried about Pacheco, but I I keep thinking that that's the kind of runner that sort of plays into the 49ers' strength. They are bad on outside runs. They are good on inside runs. Pacheco is more of an in-between-the-tackles guy than the guys the 49ers have gone up against so far in these playoffs. So isn't isn't that something, especially with Armstead now, two weeks more healthy, doesn't this at least a little bit play more to their strength?
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting because the Niners' weakness has been outside the tackles against the run, and the Chiefs' strength is is really, you know, uh, Creed Humphrey. And, you know, even though they have Nick Allegretti instead of Joe, 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 uh, Joe Tooney or Tooney, um, Al a monster as far as a road grader. He's very strong. So, you know, they've Trey Smith on the other side of I mean, their interior. When they got into the, the, the red zone against Baltimore, even though Michael Pierce is like three sixty and Matabuke, and all they ran right in the A gaps against Baltimore. And I would imagine they would try to do exactly the same to Hargrave and, and Armstead and Kinlaw. So that's a major one right there. I mean, how do the Niners stop the run at the point of attack? And I think if you if you ask me to guess how this game's going to start, I think Andy Reid's going to test the, them at the point of attack and see if they can deal with just Pacheco straight ahead. And if they can't defend it, that's all they're going to get.
2: And we've seen Steve Wilks go five down linemen a lot. Can you or do you anticipate them going to a five-down lineman base where you've got just four in the secondary, you've got Greenlaw and Warner, and you devote an extra defensive lineman to try to take away that inside run?
1: Well, uh, you know, the bare front, you know, the five-down lineman, I yeah. could see that. I could see absolutely see that and maybe play a little man on the backside, you know? I mean, um, the one thing that I thought was interesting, the most interesting comment all week was Alex Smith when he said, he didn't know if the Niners' defense provided was was multiple enough or provided enough different looks for them not to get kind of carved up, and that he could only see the Niners winning in kind of a shootout. I, I could kind of see a little bit of that, but I still think the Niners' defense will get enough stops to keep it somewhat low, lower scoring. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know if I see you know blow I don't know if I see anybody score 40 but um I, one of the best bets of the night to me is chiefs over 23 and a half really see, mean, to
0: I, me I, to I, me I, 24 is the magic number 24 is the magic number if the chiefs get anything more than that I don't love the 49ers chances um but 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 let's just spotlight the chiefs for a second. I'm not here to say, Larry, that they're not good, but I'm here to say that their offense is just not that dynamic. You even said it. They play this thing so conservatively now. Uh, Look at the yards beyond the line of scrimmage, through the air, uh, the intended yards by these quarterbacks. Brock Purdy is way ahead of Mahomes in terms of the aggressiveness of, of what they're doing. The Chiefs got this impressive win over Baltimore. They scored 17 points. They went scoreless in the second half. The Chiefs—how many times did they go over 30 this year? Three, three times now in uh, in 20 football games. Why? Why would anybody think that they're going to come out and uh, and run up the
1: score? Yeah, no, I I hear you. I hear you. And and what if the Niners have success? Like, if you ask me, what do you? I think I'm, we're going to see. I think we're, the Niners are going to have success running it. But then I also fear that Pacheco and the Chiefs may have some success running it. So that makes me think maybe a little bit low, lower scoring game, but um, you know I, I still kind of like the 49ers to to win a, win this game because it just feels like they can score 30 easier than Kansas City. But then Kansas City also is like they just six weeks ago, um, Regis basically said, you know what, I don't trust anybody but Mahomes. Rasheed Rice, Pacheco, and Kelsey, an occasional bit part from somebody else. But that's it. I mean, they're going to one receiver, one tight end. You know, the Niners have Warner. Uh, They should be able to put Mooney Ward on Rasheed Rice. I kind of think Detroit and Green Bay offered a a deeper and more challenging cover group of weapons than this group. And so I kind of wonder – you know, if, if, the, if this is going to be, the Niners are going to keep Kansas City down a little bit more than they have in the past in this one. Because I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't see Kansas City as being explosive.
2: Yeah, you like the over 23-and-a-half. That's interesting. And I, I guess yeah. for for me, this whole thing will come down to red zone defense because I think both both these teams are going to try to keep the other off the field, the other offense off the field. So for me, it comes down to, Red zone defense. The Niners have been a great red zone offense, but the Chiefs have been solid on defense in that same area. One prop I love is the Kyle Juszczyk receptions over a half. What do you think about that, Larry? Juszczyk being involved in the
1: pass game. I love it, yeah. Especially because, you know, um, know, Spagnuolo loves the blitz. I think there's a very good chance that Um, the Niners play a lot of of 21-22 personnel. So yeah, I like that. I like anything involving Husechek in this game. Husechek's an interesting player. It's like, yeah, he makes a lot of money. People rip him for the money that he makes, but he's like one of those guys that he's very trustworthy in a big moment, and he can do a lot of things. So I could see him playing a big role on Super Bowl Sunday.
0: If we're going to play the over-under game, let me give you another one. Uh, over-under a half oh. on 49er run plays, not by McCaffrey, Debo, or Purdy. Over. Okay. Who is it? Is it that effective oh. Jawan Jennings play again? <laughs>
1: You, I, I'll go Elijah. Right? Isn't, is Elijah going to be healthy in this one? He's yeah. No reason. Yeah, no so, reason to think otherwise. Yeah. So I, I like Elijah. I mean, I, here's the thing. I mean, I think that Elijah Mitchell is a guy the Niners have used at times. Um, Kyle loves to use him as his finishing back. So you know, if they get a lead and they're up in the fourth quarter, um, and McCaffrey gets dinged or you know, McCaffrey gets smoked on some of these runs, he gets hit hard. He raises the hand. Elijah Mitchell comes in. He gets a very trustworthy carry. Um, Kyle trusts him a lot.
2: Yeah, he came in for the, uh, the scoop and score. What was it against Detroit, where he came in for the one carry and got the touchdown after McCaffrey got, got rung up pretty well. What do you think about George Kittle in this game, Larry? How is Kansas City against uh, against tight ends in terms of what they like to do
1: defensively? Well, I mean, I, I mean, as far as Kittle goes, I mean, this is one of the most challenging games of the year. Um, Kansas City's got a ton of speed. The numbers that they have look pretty mediocre against the tight end, to be honest. But I, I just think that when you factor in Willie Gay coming back, that's the one to look for in this game on the Kittle front because Gay's so fast and he's just such an incredible weak side player. Uh, and he's just so hard to shake in coverage. He gives them a look of, you know, that's a dynamic cover. They, I mean, when they came in 2022 and, and beat the Niners big, Bolton and Gay covered the entire second level by themselves. I mean, they really were fantastic, and it allowed Spagnolo to get really creative. So um, I, I, I like Hill because Purdy, as far as, you know, some of the props, because Purdy does lean on the tight end. In, in tough defensive situations uh, in the middle of the field and I could see them leaning on Kittle. But um, you know, it's Willie Gay's a, a tight end shutdown guy.
0: Are you staying for the game?
1: No. We're gonna be we're we're gonna be flying home or doing our deal home on uh, Saturday.
0: Okay. And then how are you taking in the game on Sunday?
1: I'm doing it the way I want to do it. I'm watching it in my house with my 14-year-old and 17-year-old and and you know, probably having some chicken wings and
0: Yeah, I was going to say what what's on the on the menu? You can't say probably on Thursday. You need to know this already.
1: I know, but I'm in Vegas right now. I'm I'm you know, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with day by day. It's an hour by an hour deal here. Um, but no, I you know, we'll do the full chicken wing uh, you know, appetizer. I usually let the guys pick whatever appetizer they want, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll have a few people over. We'll watch the Super Bowl, and hopefully, the Niners win.
0: And 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 what are you like during a game? I got to say, uh, with with how long I've known you and how many times I've talked Niners with you, I don't think I've ever watched a game with you. Are you a nervous wreck? Do you just kick back and you're kind of like whatever? I'm analyzing who I think they should take in the sixth round next year, like what do you
1: do during the game i most it's mostly the sixth round analysis, and uh I just try to you know just dreaming about next year no i mean i i I've watched the game and um and and you know like anybody else i am not uh you know to me it's like I do get nervous on some of the uh you know when they' when they dug themselves a hole against Detroit. I mean, I really did not give them much of a chance at halftime. Yeah. I don't know if you guys did. I, I didn't give them I, much of a chance. I just chance. felt like it was just brutal. There was no way was, they were coming back. So, um, but I, you know, when I'm watching it at home, just uh, I'd usually, you know, write down like just the key plays that I think uh, stand out, and um, and then just you know sit there and listen to my 14 year old tell me all he knows.
2: Yeah, that's kind of the vibe uh, Mark had at his house last year with his his 17-year-old and uh, his, I guess, then 8- or 9-year-old. They also were uh, were chiming in. He would have been 8, coming up
0: up on 9. Yeah, he would have turned 9 a week later.
2: I've watched a couple of games with Larry, and he's pretty mellow. And if you ask him during a timeout, he'll give you analysis, but not a big yeller, not a big screamer. Not a big celebration. Mean, I almost
1: attacked. I almost attacked the the great Ryan Leong um, in the first quarter because he was like that over talking, nervous guy. Oh yeah. boy, yeah. yeah. And you can't have a
0: lot of talkers at the Super Bowl. can't Have an over talking,
1: yeah. nervous guy within arm's length of me, I, I just lose it. I absolutely lose it. So I literally had to tell him, dude. You know, I I can't deal with the play by play. Yeah, and that uh, was in the press box too, right? Yeah, that was in the press box. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that
2: stuff is normally Veter anyway.
1: <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you don't yell at the screen.
0: Um no. what what about this? But do you think the Niners should be favored?
1: They were plus one ninety seven or something like that, uh, turnover you know, point differential. The the Chiefs were plus seventy 49ers are a more powerful team. I think on both sides, but um, I understand why people like Kansas city. I mean, you have a homes and a great defense, but you know, Kansas city, I think it's beatable. I think you can run it on them. I think you can beat them. I think you can stop a Chaco, force them to pass. Um, so I, I think the Fort can do more in this game than a lot of people think. A lot of people look at that defense and go, Oh my God, no, it's a Chiefs defense, but, you know, the Chiefs' defense has lost Charles Menehue. I thought that was a major loss. I mean, you guys know how well yep. um, Menehue had been playing. So that's a major loss. The major advantage that worries me in this game for them is Trent McDuffie, the nickel corner. He's just so – he's playing at such a high level. He's an all-pro player this year. He's super fast, great coverage. So you got to make sure you keep the ball out of his vicinity. But um, – yeah, no, the National have a lot of weapons and the Niner offensive line is playing better than people really give them credit for. And now it's just a matter of does the defensive line fire a big effort? This is going to, this defensive line has six free agents on it. It's going to be a bunch of new faces in the room next year, regardless. How does this D line come out? Do they come out with their hair on fire and dominate? Does Hargrave show that he's worth the 40 million that he got? Does Armstead play like a, a you know, borderline all pro? Does Chase Young dial it back to his rookie year? I mean, Bosa show that he's a one year off of being the DPOY. Sh- I want to see what this defensive line does. And Kinlaw's a free agent. Given's a free agent. All these guys, this is it. Right here, right now. And if they get pushed around like they did in the Detroit game, then they may lose. And if they can stand up to it and stop Pacheco and stop the short game, I love their chances to score
2: 30 and win. Yeah, that would be uh that would be great. I think 30 to Mark's point. I think 30 gets it done. How concerned are you about the not the Spagnolo Shanahan matchup, but coach Spags against Brock Purdy and his ability to disguise what they're doing and maybe coax Brock into one of those those Brock picks that we've seen late in the year. I mean, you know,
1: I mean, there's no question that spagnolo is going to he's got a veteran defense he's got a really smart secondary you know they're i think it's one of the smartest teams in football defensively you can see their awareness if you watch them when they play zone they can man up he he does disguise things i mean it was you know the guy's you know unbelievable he's a veteran defensive coordinator i guarantee you'll have some wrinkles um as far as Purdy, I think Purdy's going to be extra careful with the ball in this game. Uh, I think he's got to be disciplined enough to stay aggressive, but don't put the ball in harm's way. The, only, the best way to lose is turning it over.
0: All right, man. Do you uh, are, are, do you want us to let you go? Where are you now?
1: Yeah, yeah I better jet. I'm at the uh, I'm at the press facility. It's time to go talk to whoever we're talking to.
0: Four o'clock start for the uh, for the availability. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know who it is?
1: Well, I'm out here talking to you, you yeah. knuckleheads. What, if, what, yeah, if, what wow. if
0: it's what if it's Tabor Pepper? And they're
2: like, that's it. You can talk to Tabor.
1: Well, then I'll do the best damn Tabor uh, Pepper interview you ever heard. There it is. There yeah. it is. Ask him about
2: hand placement on uh,
1: punt snaps versus field goal and PAT snaps. I'll talk to him about his philosophy about tweeting, because he is far and away the Niners' biggest influence in a social media guy. You know, he's big. He's big on the uh, the, the Twitter. All right.
0: There it is, guys. Larry Kruger, everybody. He is able to shoot himself with a phone about 68% of the time. He is absolutely the best. Thanks, buddy.
1: How's it looking now? That's a good ear. Look at that thing. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Do you know that it's hereditary whether or not the bottom of your ear is attached or detached from the side of your head? Yours is very attached
1: very attached.
2: Yeah. Tough to tell where the head ends and the ear begins,
0: quite frankly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> tell tell Kevin he's lucky to have such a handsome dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no I I I uh, I turned down a modeling career to do this sports radio thing and it's probably wise. It's probably who, wise. Who cuts your hair? Um I do it myself. I can tell. I've got that yeah. I've got that 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 thing that you just no, I go to Dimaggio's Barbershop in downtown Walnut Creek. Okay, and uh, it's a phenomenal spot, and it's been there for years. Checked him out. Uh, it's like it's about thirty bones. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta tip though. You always.
0: Have, I else, love that you make it sound like that's find only, out. that's only true there. Yeah, Oh you gotta, you gotta go to the go place where you, you
2: have to tip everywhere, Larry. Unless you want to live at the bottom of Lake Las Vegas.
1: It's that's true but i mean i'm saying it's 30 plus the tip it's not 30 and the tip got it know? okay it's yeah. not included so it's usually you know you know you, you take out a 40 and then it's like well that's a lot for a haircut but then you know maybe five is less i i, I you know i just go 40. i just go 40. Oh, that's a good 40 move. for a 30 dollars haircut well like, okay? like you I'm said
2: like, you can't give them 220s and say can i get some change and then you're that cheap guy who's only giving them five back if you come with 35 you could give him a twenty, a ten, and a five and get away with it.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Larry, get get out of the car. Go. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. See you later. Bye.
2: Jeez,
0: get out of here. All right. No. Love you, buddy. There you go. Thanks, Larry Craig. Kruger. Did he flip yeah. us off there at the end? What what happened there? No, nah, he was using the no. index to uh, Got it. he's he, back. He, oh, and <laughs> he's
2: gone. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. That's it. Larry. Daniel. Let the man go. Let him go. (laughs) And then Uncle Eddie says, let my man live. Totally. Yeah, we did. We did. We let him go.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.